0: welcome to brazen education with educator barnes a podcast with a focus on speaking your truth being transparent to help others and having no shame about it because we can't move forward until the truth is known today's podcast topic is how to leave your school since january 2017 i've been an education writer I'm most known for an article I wrote March, 2017, called Teachers Quit Principles, Not Schools. In 2017, it was the most viewed article on NDK 12. It had over a million views. And in 2018, it was also the most viewed article on our site. So when people read that article, a lot of times, you know, it's, a lot of people can resonate with that article. But one of the follow-up questions I normally get is like, how do you leave your school? Like, you know, maybe you don't feel passionate about what you're doing at your school or maybe you had a situation similar to what I had that I wrote about in my article. So I want to highlight and talk about some tips about how you leave your school because it's sort of a taboo topic. The one thing that people throw in your face is that you're not loyal and you don't care about kids. For me, I know that teaching is my calling. I know that is what I was put on this earth to do. And so I will teach wherever I am. And so I don't feel like I need to be tied to a certain school or a building. Secondly, I feel if you want me to stay at your school or a certain building, there are some things that has to be in place to keep me there and that I shouldn't feel guilty about. it. And I don't. Uh, Most um, of the interviews I've been on, um, because this year I started a new job. I'm a elementary librarian and the interviews I had up to this point. Most people have read my article, Teachers Quit Principles, Not Schools, and that didn't stop people from wanting to interview me and have me join their team. Um, Actually, it's kind of, it's actually a good thing because they've read the article, so they know how I feel, and they still think that they may be the principal that I will stay with. So, it's actually not a bad thing to be that transparent, and I hope through this podcast that people learn to be more transparent and speak their truth because in teaching, I feel many times, some of the situations that we have is because people are afraid. Well, what will this person said? Did you actually tweet that? Shante, Did you actually write about that? Yeah, I did. And I'm telling the truth. And truth is hard to hear, but we need more people to speak up and say it. So if you're in a position where you're like, I cannot stay at this school another minute, another week, another year, The first thing I'm going to tell you, do not feel guilty about it. If you have a great relationship with your students, that relationship will continue whether you're at that building or not. Case in point, many of the students I've had from previous schools, we are connected on Twitter. Um, That is Twitter or LinkedIn. Those are the only two social media platforms I connect with students. I hardly have anybody on my Facebook page. I only have like 140 people on there and they're literally like people from church, a few people from college and everybody else's family. So I don't connect with hardly anybody. And actually I haven't accepted any new Facebook friends in a long time. So I don't really uh, do that. But I connect with them on those sites because on LinkedIn, it's mostly professional stuff. And a lot of my students, goodness, this is my 13th year and I've taught mostly middle school and high school. So most of my students are adults and they're professionals. So we connect on there or on Twitter, they follow me. And a lot of stuff I put on Twitter is not the same stuff I put on Facebook. So it's not that big of a deal. And so we're still connected. And so they understood why I decided to leave and it wasn't this big thing. So if you're worried about that, don't be worried about it. Even if you're working with elementary schools, because one of the schools I left was the elementary school. I still found myself connected to students because a lot of times your students are in uh, different events. If you've been embedded into the community, you can still go out to those, those events. You can still come out to programs and things unless it's too awkward or the situation is just a thing. So step one, don't feel guilty about it. Step two is the thing I when I was coaching teachers. I saw a lot of teachers mess up. Like I was coaching teachers that said to me, you know, Shante, I just, mm-mm. I got to get out of here. OK, cool. But you got to still do your job the rest of the school year, because at some point you only a reference from somebody. So even if you hate your school, you hate your job, you just like, I don't want to be here. You still got to do your job and you need to actually try to do your job even much better than maybe you've been doing it before because you need a reference. So I tell any uh, and you need to pay attention to what you're doing at your job, because one of the things Some of the teachers I coach, they were in a situation, they had been in school for a while, so they hadn't interviewed for a while, hadn't updated their resume in a while. And side tip, I update my resume every single year, whether I'm interviewing or not. Because it gives me an opportunity to be like, that only need to be on my resume. Or, ooh, I did this, I got this accolade, I need to put it on there. Because when you get into a situation where you're like, bam, I need to look for a job, and now you're trying to think back to all the stuff you did. If you do it at the end of every school year, which which is what I do, then I can think about that school year. What are things that I accomplished or achieved during that school year that I can add to my resume now? And what are things I need to take off? So when I get to a situation where I need to make that move, it's not this whole big. Uh, situation. The other thing and the other thing I've done, I've sat on interview committees, several of them, and look, someone's going to ask you about your data. You need to be able to talk about what you've done in the classroom because if you're going to go to another school, they want to know that when you come to this school, you're going to be awesome, okay? So you need to be able to speak to, you know, I had X amount of reading growth. I had students grow this way in math. You know, I was in a literacy position here. Like, what have you done at your school that makes you valuable to go somewhere else? So if you can't speak to that or if you haven't done anything or you don't even know your data. I mean, first off, you don't know your data. I question what type of teacher you are anyway. But if you don't know it, you need to know it and you need to be able to talk about it. Because sometimes you do know your data, but you can't rile it off. And one of the things um, that kind of made me a little shaky when I was sitting on the other side of the table on an interview committee, I'm just like, it either sounded like A, the person was just making up stuff, or a b they didn't sound confident, or C, they just didn't know it. And so you want to make sure you sound confident, and all only way you're going to be confident is that you're cognizantly thinking about that because you know you're going to make an exit. The third thing you need to think about is who can you use as a reference. Now, I said you need to, you know, keep yourself together, keep doing your job because you may need to use your principal. But the article I wrote, Teachers Quit Principles, Not School, the principal told me that she wouldn't give me a reference letter. For every other job that I had ever had, I had gotten a reference letter. And so this was like, hmm, how do I get another job without a reference letter from that principal? Actually, it's not the end of the world. The principal I had right after that when I interviewed, I was very uh, blunt about what happened and why I had to leave. Because what some people don't know about that article, I did something I never thought I would ever do. I actually left the school during the school year. So what happened was I was at this school and it, stuff was happening. The principal over the summer was like, hey, Shante, it will get better. Do not leave. So by the time September rolled around, a lot of other educators of color had already rolled out. I was actually the last one to decide to resign and this is september so think think about what i'm saying other people have rolled out up before you know before that and a couple people after that i was told through the grapevine and so i rolled out during the school year and so now not only do i have to explain why i don't have a reference letter from the principal i'm leaving i also had to explain why i need to leave during the school year and i was just honest Honesty will get you so much further than sitting there and lying. And I've been in two interviews on the other side of the table where we caught people in a lie. Do not lie. Telling the truth. Like when you're telling the truth, people can like feel your heart. And if you're telling the truth and they don't want you, that job was not for you. Keep it moving. okay? but be honest about what's happening, especially. And that actually wasn't the first time. Uh, The current uh, job I have now. I interviewed for several different jobs and I got several different job offers. Three principals that interviewed me knew about the principal or school I was leaving and three of them said I'm not even going to bother checking that reference. And That actually was the second time in my career that happened. Uh, There's a long time back in my career I had a principal who had pretty much got blackballed, actually kind of got sent out of education. and I have people say I'm not even going to check that room because we know how that individual is. And so sometimes, if you have a crappy principal, people know that person is crap, and they'll go through the pr- procedures of contacting because that principal told me. Um, because I said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to stay here, and my position had got eliminated. So it was a whole other situation, and they didn't know what they were going to do with me. I'm like, you know, I'm tired of this. And I wrote an article that explained how the school district I left I had three different positions in the last three school years, and I was just done with that, that how I even shuffled around. And the principal said, well, I'm not going to give you a bad reference, and I'm not going to give you a good reference. But what I found out is that anybody that actually called that principal, the principal didn't respond to any of the reference requests. And so three principals, and all three of these principals did offer me a job, uh, told me they weren't going to bother to contact said individual because they knew how this individual was. The other people and I also got some job offer from there um, who did reach out to this principal, did the principal didn't respond. So sometimes you're worrying about a principal who, who may not even respond to the reference request. But don't let the fear of not getting a reference or someone saying something um, make you not uh, look for a job, because I had a job where a reference said something about an interaction I had with a parent and they called me and I still got off for this job. They called me and said, you know, can you talk to me about it? So even if a principal says something and that wasn't even like a negative or a positive thing, they just wanted to know more because the principal had mentioned it. Even if someone says something that may be unflattering, or the school may follow up with you because they are really interested in you. And the other uh, situation, uh, the other thing I want you to consider is you you should have several other people that can speak to what you do as a literacy coach I was asked by several people to be references and I'm, I'm I'm the type of person that if I would put you in front of my children. I will give you a reference if I wouldn't put you in front of my own two sons I'm not giving you a reference and I know that sounds like a high bar to uh, cross But that's just how I am and a uh, side note if you're going to ask somebody for a reference, you probably shouldn't mispronounce or misspell their name. So that person automatically will say no, just on that alone. So the third thing, you know, get your references together and talk to your references. Your references should be good people. A lot of the references I have, when they get contacted by a school, they call me to say what they, what the school asked them and what they said. So you need to have references like that So you even have an idea because a lot of times, based on my references, I knew I was going to get a job offer just based on how the the reference called me and told me what the person said. The fourth uh, tip I would give is you need to really think about what you want to do next and how what you're going to do next is going to be different than what you are leaving, because some people just jump from one mess into another mess. Or they don't understand what the situation was about, so they walk into the same situation again. What one of the things I like to do? I love to learn, and I when I'm in the classroom and I don't understand something or I don't know how to work with students, I go back to school. I better myself to help students. The plus side: a my students are learning and they're achieving. the The other benefit is that I have a lot of options. I have a. So this is going to be a minute. I have a five through 12 reading license, a five through 12 English license. I also have a P through 12 reading license. There's a whole nother reason why I have two different reading licenses that overlap. But that's not the time for this. I have a P through 12 English as a new language uh, license, a P through 12 library media special license and a P through 12 school administration license. So if you follow that, I have several different licenses and I have several licenses that cover preschool through 12th grade. So when I want to make a move and when I want to look at what I can do, I can look at elementary, middle school or high school. I can look at different roles whether I have my own classroom, whether I'm working with teachers in different classrooms, or whether I'm in the library like I am now and I really love my job. So I'm pretty sure actually because of what I wrote, I typically get asked in interviews. So how long are you going to stay here? And I told my current principal, I my goal right now is to stay at your school up until my kids finish elementary school, because everybody knows I have an admin license and people know I've been offered admin jobs. So people are always asking, when are you going to make that move? I decided like right now, it's not that time for me because my husband is administrator for the state of Indiana and he uh, took a leadership uh, position. So his job got more intense. And we just thought it wasn't a good idea for me to start off in the app. Because when you start off in the admin role as a sister principal, you kind of just doing like all the grunt work. It's it's hard. Like I anticipate that. OK, so I'm like, I don't know if we can do this right now. Let you. Uh, I'm like, babe, how about you work out your role right now? Be kind of find a new balance here before we try to add too much. So I just fell back. So my uh, boys are in second grade. Their school goes up to fifth grade. So um, I just thought that this wasn't a good time and I also didn't want to be interviewing again for the last a few school years I've had an interview and it wasn't my choice it was because my position got eliminated and I'm the type of person was I I wanted to have some type of I wanted to have some type of say in what I did so I actively interviewed within the district I was in and outside the district I was in I stayed for three school years so I mean I wanted to stay. But this uh, this school year, I decided to go back to a previous district. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with the shuffle game. But um, anywho, you need to know what you want to do. For me, I was teaching English for eight years. I'm like, I just want to do something different and my, I have a real strong passion for English language learners. So my first big change was going from middle school to elementary school and going from English to English as a new language. And so that really helped me. It got me. The first thing it did It showed me a whole other side. It's very interesting when you have a role and you get to go into different classrooms, you never know what's happening in other people's rooms until you get out. Um, so that gave me another opportunity, and it also allowed me because I got my master's in language education. That's how I ended up picking up the license to begin with. And so it came. I just felt renewed because I was just starting to feel a little burned out. And so that just gave me another push. And then I found myself coaching teachers because I didn't, every second year of teaching, that was the first time someone told me they thought I could be a principal someday. I was like, what? Because I don't even know what the heck I'm doing right now. You're talking principal? Okay. But, um, uh, But I'm like, you know, if this is something people keep saying and people kept repeating it, I'm like, maybe I should coach teacher just to fill this out. And during that time, that's when I picked up my admin license when I was a teacher coach. So you really have to have goals for yourself. What do you want to do with your career in education? Do you want to quote unquote move up the ladder to be an administrator? Do you want to switch to a different grade level? Do you want to switch to a different type of school? Because I student taught in rural Indiana. I worked in the suburbs. I worked at a charter school. Uh, and, and if you're not from Indianapolis, this may not make sense for you. Um, I worked in township schools in Indianapolis, and then I worked for Indianapolis public schools. Indianapolis has 11 different school districts. I don't even have time to explain it for my listeners that don't live in Indy, um, but there are options. So, and the one thing I haven't done, I haven't worked for an independent or parochial school, so that's also an option. So, you need to decide which one of those options I want to go into, and what are the pros and the cons of switching? All those places have pros and cons. Student teaching, even though my parents were a little nervous about me going off to rural Indiana and student teach, the thing I loved was that kind of small community feel, which could be a blessing and a curse, but for me, that was a blessing. I really liked that. Charter school, you know, I had a lot of autonomy, but... You know, you don't have a union, so sometimes it's like, oh, we need y'all to stay after, and it's like you can't really be like, but my contract, because it's like no, because uh, you don't want to stay after you. You don't have to have a job. Now, the charter school was at what I was at, they weren't like that, but there are charter schools that are like that that expect you to be there from the sun up to the sun down. So you need to kind of look if you're looking at the charter realm, You need to kind of figure out uh, that charter school because each charter school is different. And then, do you want to be in the suburbs? Suburbs. I did one year in the suburbs. I was like, yeah, suburbs are not for me. Um, it was good for the white children I had because some of the white parents wrote back to me and said, you are the only educator of color my st- children have ever had, and so they gave them a different narrative and perspective of black people. So I don't regret that at all. I don't regret any of the schools I worked in, and you shouldn't. If you're sitting here listening to me and you want to leave a school, don't regret it. Don't regret your experience because even if it's bad, you learn what you don't want. And what doesn't work? And if it was good and you still, because sometimes stuff is good. Like the school district I left, even though it gets a lot of bad press in Indy, there were a lot of good things that came out. I got a best friend out of the situation that I talk to almost every single day. And I've been, And throughout my career, I only picked up one other best teacher friend. So... To me, that was just a plus. I picked up my admin license in that district. There was a lot of good things that happened to me. Uh, I got a lot of exposure because that's the biggest district in Indy. So a lot of people got to know who I am. And I get a lot of, of requests to give presentations based on being exposed to people in that district. So even though they shuffled me around a lot, it wasn't a bad situation, even though I chose to leave. That goes back to not feeling guilty. And... So you just have to have a goal for yourself and you know we're about I'm actually recording this on December 31st so we're about to roll over to 2019 and if this is the movie you want to make I encourage you to just do it like what are you waiting for I'm not a person that do New Year's resolutions so I don't have any of right now I actually do my goal setting around my birthday my birthday's in August. And I actually do goal setting throughout the year. So if I finish a goal, I set goals in August. If I meet my goal in November, in November, I'm making a new goal because I'm one of those people like, why wait? So don't feel guilty, A, if you want to switch to school, whether it's bad or good. B, don't feel guilty if you have to roll out during the school year because I know people will give you hell, like you just up and left those students high and dry. Look, you got December graduates, you got June graduates, you got people that's in your situation, one of the school districts I left, they traded me because in Indiana we have a 30-day uh, rule where they can hold you 30 days if you resign after a certain amount. But they also, the school district has a discretion to waive it. So one school district switched me because I was coming to a district that another person was leaving, going back to the district I was leaving. So they switched us and canceled the 30-day rule. So don't feel guilty because... This podcast is a branch of the educator's room, which also has a big uh, teacher self-care movement happening. And you have to take care of yourself. Like I've coached teachers that have quit. And yeah, it's it was hard for the school. For some students, it was good. But that teacher was no good. The teacher was either a not a good teacher or B. They were so run down because sometimes you can get ran down and need to roll out because stuff is happening in your life. That they weren't good anyway. They were just a shell showing up every single day and learning wasn't really happening, whether they were there or not, to be completely honest, because I was in the room. So I can say that. So the best thing sometimes you can do is actually pack your bags and leave, because once you leave and create a vacancy, we can replace you like I I was uh, counseling. I have to say counseling because it was beyond coaching with this teacher. And I, as a coach, I can't tell you to quit your job, but I was—I just had to tell this person. I'm looking at data. I said, kids aren't learning, and you're showing up every day. You keep telling me every day you don't want to be here. And I said, we can't even find anybody to replace you because you're still here. And I said, I'm not trying to force you out, but I'm just telling you what it is. And so sometimes, what's best for you and the students is for you to leave and find another position where you can be at and grow and get better, or you mean take a break if it's a personal situation. Or so the school can find someone else. Yes, it may take time if it's during the school year, but is at the end of the day, isn't it better for students to have a teacher that wants to be there that that school is the right? Because what a school that may not be the right fit for you may be the right fit for someone else. So that's my tips and advice about how to quit a school if if you want to do it you just have to have a plan you have to think about it don't be knee-jerk about it any move I made I was not knee-jerk about it cuz the school I left during the school year I mean I have been thinking about it because it was a hot mess the year before and I thought about the whole summer and towards the end of that school year so you're talking about like I don't know uh, a good six or seven months I was thinking about it and with me if I'm thinking I'm planning so my resume was already ready and I put in my resignation, had three job offers, accepted the one, and I kept it moving. So uh, don't think that people won't hire you during the school year or think that you're damaged or broken or whatever. Don't let uh, negative experiences or the fear of a bad reference hold you back. Just do it and be persistent. Uh, So uh, so I'll leave you with this. Uh, When I was working in the school district that some people wanted to quit, you know, we were one of the highest paying school districts at the time. And, you know, people didn't want to leave because of the money. And I do a whole thing and my other side thing about, you know, keeping your finances straight. But I'm just like, are are you applying to jobs? Well, Shantae, I just, you know, so, mm-mm. Don't even fix your lips or open your mouth and tell me you want to leave and you're not actually applying for jobs. Applying for jobs takes work, but you got to get it in your schedule. So if that means every Friday you up on the job board applying for jobs, and you need to do it. Don't tell somebody you hate your job and I'm not going to be here. And, ooh, they better be lucky if I even come back next year. Don't even fix your lips to say that stuff. If you're not even doing nothing, you're not applying a job. You cannot get a new teaching job if you don't apply to a job. Like, you got to do that. So people that do that, they already know they don't even come. don't even come to they tell me that you, mm-mm. If you're not trying to either, A, do something different to make this work, because I don't want to hear you complaining every single day. Don't bring that negativity in my space. Or, B, you're not applying for jobs to, you know, get a job. Then don't, mm, don't even be bringing that to me. I, I'm a woman of action, and I try to encourage other people to take action or to evaluate their situation and make it better. I just, I just don't like negativity in my space. And students will tell you that because I, I don't, I will literally put my hands down like, mm-mm. You bringing that negativity into my bubble. Don't do it. And I say that to grownups. So they, they are, you know, so hopefully this was informative, you know, drop some uh, comments, uh, uh, thoughts in the comment section and let me know what you think. And if you have a topic that you want me to talk about in another episode, just let me know. Thanks for tuning in.